Hi, everyone. Welcome to the MBA Insider Podcast. I am your host, Al D, and the author of MBA Insider. This podcast is for career-driven professionals looking for advice on how to grow their careers by leveraging the skills, experiences, and knowledge gained from an MBA degree. In each episode, I'll give you a look into the business school experience, along with practical tips, career advice, and real-life stories to help professionals grow their careers. Welcome to the MBA Insider Podcast. My name is Al D. I'm the host of the MBA Insider Podcast and the founder of MBAschool.com. Uh, today, I'm excited today to have Nassim Mirzai, who is a second-year MBA candidate at Duke University's Fuqua School of Business. In the class of 2021, Nassim, in addition to being an MBA and second year at Fuqua, is also an MBA School ambassador and is helping um, not only represent MBA School across her campus, but in addition to that, is a driving force in how MBA School is helping, particularly our prospective MBA students as they navigate MBA admissions and MBA applications and that whole process. And today we're going to talk to Nassim a little bit about her background really understanding a little bit about her MBA experience, but also really diving in on how MBA applicants, whether you've just been admitted or are soon to be admitted, can really think about how to make the right decision, how to best engage with schools, particularly during a time of COVID when you can't really meet them. And finally, last but not least, how you can prepare for business school. This is a topic that comes up from time to time. And I think Nassim is going to be a great person to answer it. Enough of me talking. Nassim, thanks so much for joining me. I guess maybe just to start off, what were you doing before business school and why did you choose to go? Yeah. Hi, Al. Thanks for having me on the podcast. So before business school, I actually studied art history at NYU, and then I began working in the art world for five years, working my way up across several different art galleries in New York City until I was director of a very small gallery in Brooklyn. Many people ask me what it's like to be a gallery director, and honestly, it was like running my own small business. So I was learning a lot of my business skills on the fly. I was doing, honestly, a bit of everything, and I definitely had the opportunity to be very entrepreneurial in that role. And so I realized a lot of what I was doing was actually driving business decisions within the art world, and I'd reached a limit as to what I felt I could achieve in the gallery world. So I wanted to see what else I could explore and so I started applying to roles outside of the art industry and really wasn't getting any traction. So that's when I realized that I really um, needed the MBA to make the career switch. And to be honest with you, I wasn't quite sure if the MBA was right for me or if my kind of background or experience even qualified me to pursue an MBA degree. I definitely did a lot of research in the beginning, just trying to understand what the MBA offers, speaking with as many people as I could, um, asking friends and family if they knew anyone at work or any friends who'd had MBA degrees who'd be willing to talk to me. And as I talked to various people, I got very excited and I was receiving a lot of encouragement to apply despite my non-traditional background. And applied to several schools in round one. Duke was one of the schools I got into and ultimately accepted my admission to Fuqua. And it's been a great experience. That's great. So you were definitely a classic non-traditional candidate then in that sense. Or would you at least identify as one? Okay. Oh, completely. Um, yeah. And I definitely, it's taken some time for me to get used to the label at first. Sure. <laughs> 
it made me a bit uneasy or I was constantly trying to find other people in the arts that pursued an MBA degree. And it honestly was so difficult. I found one woman who'd been a dancer before uh, a ballet dancer before the MBA. And then she went to NYU Stern and I got to meet with her in person in New York City. I'd found her name in an article. I reached out via LinkedIn. She was willing to, to speak with me and read my essays. And that gave me a lot of confidence to continue pursuing the MBA. But I have to say, at the time when I was applying, it was really difficult to meet people with the type of background that I had who'd pursued the MBA. I'm glad you found her. And that's so awesome, though, that she was willing to not only meet with you, but to also review your essays. I think mm -hmm. that's super special and unique, but also speaks to the power of networking sometimes. And it can really go a long way. So good on you for doing that. And good on her for being so willing, willing to help. Yeah. So one thing I did want to ask you about was, after you admitted to Fuqua, how did you make your decision? What kind of research were you doing? Who were you talking to? What were the things you were looking at in order to really make sure you felt good that Fuqua was the place that you wanted to be for two years? Yeah, absolutely. I took this decision very seriously. And I was the type of person who researched a lot before the process, during the application process, and even after. So even while I was waiting to hear back from schools, I was continuing to network and speak to people. I really think networking is key. And it's something you need to start getting used to before business school. And then, of course, during business school also becomes very important. I was fortunate to go to a lot of in-person school career fairs. And that's where I met current students and then prospective students as well who are in the same boat as me. And then to, to answer your question about how I made my decision, I just continued speaking to current students at all of the schools and comparing my notes. One thing that really um, mattered to me was how enthusiastic the students at the schools were. And I realized that everyone I spoke to at Fuqua was super enthusiastic, talked about how happy they were, and were telling me to make sure to follow up with them if I needed anything. And I didn't really get that response from everyone at the different schools I'd gotten into. And so that was a very telling sign to me, I think. And I was fortunate, I think, to have a lot of candid conversations, too. I'd ask everyone, what's something you would change about your school? And I just appreciated when people were really honest about that. Lastly, beyond the community aspect, I think it's really important to make sure the school you're going to really aligns well with your career goals. Of course, before applying to schools, um, hopefully you've done some reflection about why the MBA and what you want to do. But then once I got into these schools, I wanted to make sure I went to a school that best aligned to my career goals and could get me to some of my dream companies, hopefully after school. So I did that. And I'll just add one last thing. I also was really adamant at the time about returning to New York City after the MBA. And so I actually asked Fuqua's Career Management Center as an admitted student if I could see an Excel sheet of all the recent alumni that lived in New York City, and they were super responsive, and they sent that over to me. And again, that just felt like a really reassuring sign. I think you definitely did your homework, which I think is, is awesome. And I also appreciate the fact that non, it you hit it on a couple fronts. You hit it with, certainly on the admission side, as you mentioned, in terms of talk going to events and fairs and certainly talking to the folks there. 
certainly talking to current students, but also talking with the career management office. And so you're getting a good perspective. You're not just necessarily hearing it from one side of the coin, which could be valuable, but some of those other opinions, I think, help shape maybe a more well-rounded perspective of what the school is. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I feel like I use as many different resources as I could to shape my decision. So just on that, I think obviously, so this is 2021 and some of the things that maybe you and I had the benefit of in terms of being able to go to campus or go to these events, a lot of people, this application cycle, just they're pretty constrained in terms of being in person. Obviously, that is a little bit of a challenge, but I'm just curious from your perspective, knowing the types of research that you did and the types of conversations that you had, what are your thoughts on how admitted students can best find out this information or ask the questions, knowing that they do have some constraints that maybe you or I didn't have a couple years ago? Yeah, absolutely. Come to think of it, I did visit a lot of the campuses of the schools I got admitted to. So it's definitely a disadvantage not being able to travel this year and see schools and interactive schools in person. Still, I'd say the bulk of my research and networking was really online through calls and email. And so that hasn't changed. And I would say just from observation, people are more receptive to setting up Zoom calls and everyone's online these days. I think the best thing to do is just to try to have these interactions online, continue networking. Maybe you can connect with someone who's willing to give you a quick school tour on their phone to help with not being able to experience the school in person. Personally, I've been doing a lot of network as, networking as well as I'm re-recruiting, and I just feel like people are so willing and receptive to, to give you some of their time. If you take the time and effort to write a really thoughtful email, I guess that's also the key part. I, am, I was an admissions ambassador for Fuqua, so I'd speak to a lot of prospective students. I get a lot of outreach, and I love doing it. But I think I was most excited to talk to students who'd shown they'd done some research and had some really specific questions and were looking for information that went beyond a Google search. So I right. would say that, yeah, I'd say it's surprising how many people send a very vague email or ask very general questions. It's a really great opportunity to be able to connect with a current student or even alum. So make sure to really ask some thoughtful questions. And again, ask the hard questions. What would you change about the school? How do you think your school has handled COVID? All these types of questions, I think, are fair game. So I appreciate when people ask me questions like that. Yeah, there's a couple of follow-ups I want to say, but two things I wanted to point out. Number one, I think to your point, not only networking, but really thinking about who are the types of people you want to meet or maybe learn from, whether it's because of a shared interest, of a shared industry, of a shared career path. And then to your point, being able to, to, to network with them and to chat with them and to reach out to them. I think schools were usually pretty good about, generally speaking, about trying to make students available. But I think that's even more of a thing now because it really is their only option. And, and so I think that the more students can be thoughtful about the types of people they want to chat with, I think the better off they're going to be. And also don't just leave it to just students. You can, as we were even talking about, whether it's a recent alum, whether it's faculty, whether it's other people, but it really does put the onus on you as an applicant to think about who are the people that you do want to meet and, and then having going out and having that conversation with them. But 
one thing I did want to follow up with you on, because I know that you were an ambassador. I am curious from your perspective, what questions should an admitted MBA student either ask themselves or ask you know someone like you in order for them to get the information they need to make a right decision for them? Yeah, that's a great question. I think the most helpful thing is if I have a admitted student connect with me, I automatically want to ask them, what are your career plans? Have you thought about the function, industry, and location? Those are the three things I actually always tell people on the call. Always think of those three things um, before coming into the MBA. So again, uh, function, industry, and location where you want to work, because usually people have at least one or two non-negotiables out of those three. And so upon hearing that, I'd always be able to advise the student on whether I thought Fuqua would be a good fit. And I always was really candid. So I have spoken, for example, of students who who gone to UCLA and Duke and want to pursue entertainment in Los Angeles. And so I've told them, that's very obvious, you should probably go with UCLA over Fuqua. Um, not sure if I'm supposed to be saying that, but I always try to be very candid in my dis- conversations because um, I feel like I was fortunate to meet people who, get, who gave me very candid and valuable advice when I was a prospective student, and I really appreciate that. And so I always just try to get a sense of what someone's career goals are and then, of course, what kind of person they are. A lot of people ask about Fuqua, particularly like what you do outside of classes, how easy is it to get around without a car, things like that. So I feel like I'm always able to give the best advice if someone asks me questions around the lifestyle and career and make them really specific to themselves. So maybe don't ask very general questions like, what's the lifestyle at Fuqua like? That's fine. But if you can add some personal information on your questions and be like, I'm a, I'm a huge city person and I like public transport, then I can probably tell you like, oh, maybe Fuqua isn't the right fit for you. So I think it's just helpful to make your questions as personalized as possible. Hopefully that makes sense, but it's more difficult for me to answer very general questions. So the more specific you can get and the more you can voice what you want to get out of the MBA, the better I can you know, provide advice. And if I can't answer your questions or I don't have good insight, the more specific you are, the better chance that I can point you into the right direction or refer you to someone at my school who can better answer your questions. Yep. No, I think that makes a lot of sense. And I think you're right. The more personalized you can make it, I think the better answers you're going to get. And the better answers you're going to get, the more insight you're going to have in order to make that decision. So one of the things that I think we, we have to recognize is that you can ask all the right questions and you can do all your research. But at the end of the day, it's hard to be able to predict everything to a T. I'm curious, what's what's maybe something that you know now that about maybe Fuqua or maybe even the MBA for that matter, that you didn't necessarily know when you did all that research and made your decision for the first time around? Yeah. I would say one big thing is that all business schools tell you that you'll be able to come into the MBA and explore multiple career paths and you'll have plenty of time to figure out your career goals. And 
honestly, that really doesn't seem to be the case. It's like pressure is on within the second week of school as employers and recruiters start coming to campus, especially consulting starts early. I had ideas of what I wanted to do. I knew I was interested in tech, but I didn't want to completely commit to things because I thought that, oh, the MBA is a great time to explore and check out new industries I've never really um, explored before. But you don't really have that opportunity as much. Things move really quickly. So you have to make a plan and commit to it, I would say. So I committed to recruiting for tech and consulting, gave it my all, and then luckily found a role in tech. So I didn't really have to pivot or make a new plan after that. But I definitely thought I'd have more time to explore. I'd also say, secondly, I know it's 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 nerve-wracking to choose between different schools. And all schools, especially if you get into a, a, a great MBA program, you're in a great spot as it is. But I'd say speaking to friends in various other top MBA programs, a lot of our experiences are somewhat similar at the end of the day. So... I feel comforted that I made the right choice, that I'm, at the end of the day, I'm receiving a great MBA education and that I'm experiencing a lot of what my other friends at different schools are experiencing. So I always try to say that to to comfort prospective students who really are feeling a lot of anxiety about choosing between all fantastic programs. Once you get in, I think you're in a great position. So try not to stress too much about it. Yeah, I agree. I think it's hard to put that in perspective because it does seem, and it is a big decision, but I agree with you. I think at the end of the day, the other thing, the other reality is that when you're at a top program, the generally speaking at most programs, the resources are so good and the richness of the experience is so good that as long as you're willing to put in the effort and the work, you're going to get, you're going to make the most, they're going to make the most of it. Exactly. And, and and that I think that's the important thing to remember. If you are struggling to make a decision that at the end of the day, it's in some respects can be like a very privileged problem to have deciding between two top schools or three top schools could be worse. But I understand I very much understand and can empathize with that decision. But the, the, a, lot, a lot of those programs, I think, are, are good enough that as long as it fits what you're looking for, you're going to be and you're willing to put in the work, you're going to be fine no matter what. Mm-hmm. I want to change topics for a second. So I want to talk a little bit more about once you've been admitted and for people, this can vary, but you have anywhere from maybe a couple months or to maybe a couple weeks to prepare for business school, to transition out of your job, maybe move cross country or whatever it is, but you put down that deposit somewhere and now you're going to eventually be an MBA student at that school. And I would love to know just from your perspective, thinking back from, because you got in in round one, what did you do to prepare for becoming an MBA student and going to Fuqua? Yeah, that's a great question. And that's something that I was trying to figure out once I'd accepted Fuqua and knew I was going to do the MBA. I honestly spoke to many people and everyone told me the hard work is over. You can relax. You shouldn't do anything between now and when you start your MBA. And that might be true for a lot of people, but looking back, I do wish I'd prepared a bit more before starting the MBA. And I think this is especially true just because I'm a non-traditional candidate. So I think looking back, I really wish I'd worked on some of my hard skills. 
since coming to business school, I've noticed that a lot of the emphasis is on soft skills and you're expected to, to have some of these hard skills down before you start. So I wish I'd really brushed up on Excel. I wish I had maybe taken some basic intro quant classes just because I felt like, especially the first semester or first quarter at Fuqua, you have really quant heavy classes. So you have, I'm trying to think back, you have accounting and statistics in the same quarter. And I remember it being really stressful because I was still trying to adjust to this huge change. I was just starting to recruit and then I had these really challenging courses. And so looking back, I really wish I'd done some prep work on that part. And I also feel like one thing that I could have done because I just had so much free time over this summer is actually started my networking early. I don't mean trying to find job referrals or anything hardcore like that, just networking to to educate myself more, to figure out what career tracks and possibilities there were available for me. So for example, right now I'm looking for product marketing roles in tech and I wasn't even really aware of that option <laughs> for myself before school. And I wish I'd talked to more people in the industry to figure out what options were available to me. And also putting my dream company or target company list together. That's something you do as soon as you start school, at least at Fuqua. But I think it would have been nice to get a head start on that or start just thinking about that before I'd come to school. Yeah, I think all of those are really great pieces of tactical advice. And I also think you're right. I think there are some people who are going to just come on in from what they were doing, because that was just how it was going to work out. And there are some people who may want to prepare. And I think what I always tell people, it's there, there are plenty of things that you can do. I wouldn't necessarily mandate that everyone has to do everything, but there are things that you can do to prepare particularly because that first quarter, that first semester can be pretty daunting, pretty challenging. I think the biggest thing, and I think it speaks to the point that you're making about some of the hard skills in general also is just for many people, it's been a couple of years since being back in, in an academic environment, which is going to be different than what work probably was for you from the past couple of years. And so even getting, even if you don't need the quant skills, even just getting back into an academic mindset, I think is something that is always really critical and really helpful. And I also do think that to your point you made before, I do think there are some schools that do have a kind of a career management methodology where they do encourage their students to explore, particularly early on. That said, there will always be industries and functions like consulting and investment banking, where you don't necessarily have that luxury. And while I do think it's important to explore, I also think that you can't explore forever in your first semester. And I think the other thing that can be good to the point that you're making is to use that time leading up to school to maybe doing some just curious exploration, not like you said, not necessarily to find a job per se, or an internship, although if if that's what you're looking for, that's fine too. But but to just get to know whatever industry or function it is you're curious about a little bit better. Because to your point, there's just a lot going on in that first couple months that if you do have the luxury of having some time to focus on some things, I think those are some things that could be really helpful. Yeah, I agree. Great. I want to also just cover as we think about preparing for school, I'm just curious. So you had mentioned a little bit about hard skills 
Is there was there any point in particular, like maybe in the first quarter, or first mod, or second mod, where you were like, oh, "Damn, I really wish I would have, really wish I would have had spent some time on this or something like that." Because I know it is something that has been said to me by other students. So I'm just curious if there was like a moment or if there was a specific thing that just jumped out that made you uh, come to that conclusion. Yeah, I'd say I found my my accounting class to be really difficult the first quarter. And it was interesting. We actually had a lot of accountants in my section. So they were acing the exams and I was definitely scoring below the curve. So I remember... The only class where we had pre-work was for accounting over the summer, and I glossed through it. And I know the professor had given out the name of the accounting textbook over the summer, and I, I hadn't bought it. And so I remember at that moment thinking, man, I should have just done some accounting over the summer, because then it, it would take away less time having to study, and I could focus more on recruiting, because I felt like I was spending a lot more time studying for accounting than some of my other classmates. And then in regards to just statistics, I realized how important that class is. And I wish I'd taken some just like some easy Khan Academy YouTube videos just to brush up and refamiliarize myself with the topic. And even now with statistics, uh, I'm constantly going back to YouTube channels like Khan Academy. Seriously, they're the best. They just explain these concepts in like very simple terms. So I wish I'd done a bit of that. You don't necessarily need to buy a certificate or pay a lot of money to do like a structured program over the summer before school. You can just find a lot of information out there, especially again, YouTube has been a really good resource for me, brushing up on maybe some of these basic math skills. Had I known all of this, I definitely would have spent more time doing a bit of self-study like this over the summer. Sure, sure. Nassim, we've covered a lot today. We've talked a little about your journey to Fuqua. We've talked a little bit about how to how you decided on a school and what questions MBA admitted students should really ask to help make their decision. And then finally, you know, how to prepare for school. I guess this is the last wrap-up question, but just what advice do you have for all of the admits or soon-to-be admits who are going to hear back over the next couple of weeks about their admissions decisions, just in terms of how they can make the best decision and, and get on their journey to business school? Yeah, I'd say get excited for the MBA. It's definitely worthwhile. I, I always tell people that I um, speak with that I'm really happy that I decide to pursue the MBA despite some of my, maybe my concerns at the beginning about being a non-traditional student. I'd say continue speaking and networking with people. It's really important. It'll just give you a leg up on getting comfortable networking. And the more information you have, the more informed of a decision you can make. And lastly, I'd say, especially if you find yourself being a non-traditional candidate like me, definitely take some time to prepare. Don't put too much pressure on yourself. But if you feel like you need to brush up on some concepts, go ahead and do it. It'll only help you when you start school because it is overwhelming when you first begin and everyone feels overwhelmed, whether you're non-traditional or not. But everything will be okay and everything works out well. I can attest to this. I studied art history. I worked in the art world and I interned at Amazon this past summer. So I always say, if I can do it, so can you. 
Great. Thank you so much for joining me, Nassim. Again, as an MBA school ambassador and a second year student, MBA student at Fuqua, thanks so much for joining and for sharing all of your wisdom. Great. Thank you. Hi, everyone. LD here. And thank you so much for listening to the MBA Insider Podcast. If you liked what you heard, make sure to head over to Apple Podcasts and to write a review. It will only take 15 seconds. I'd also love to hear what you've been listening to on the podcast and any suggestions you have for how we can improve. Find me on LinkedIn or head over to mbaschooled.com backslash podcast.